my wife is my worst critic. If she was here today, and if I do something wrong, believe it, when we going back to Crawfordville, and because she loves me, she always say, you know, God wants you to put your best foot forward, and I'm going to help you. And years ago, I had a coworker that loved to send emails of good stories. And I tried my best to make a sermon out of every, ser- every one that she ever sent me. I tried my heart. And I said, Lord, I'm trying too hard, trying to do it myself. I want you to do it for me. And this sermon has two titles. But this title, I love the best. Let God finish the story. This story is about a young lady that was at this moment consumed with grief. Her dearest friend that she loved so much has passed away. Her dearest friend is laying in front of her and she just don't know how to deal with this. Her dearest friend is her mother. We all go through times where we lose a loved one, lose a friend. But you know what? God is always there with us. Sometimes the least person will come around you to comfort you. But this young lady named Kay, she at that moment felt that she didn't have no one because her mother was there for her when she got her heart broke for the first time. When she was in plays at school, her mother clapped the loudest. When she lost, when Kay lost her father, her mother was there to help her with her tears. Mom was diagnosed with cancer. Kay had two siblings, a brother who had married, just married his high school sweetheart, a sister who just had a newborn baby. So, being the middle child at 27 years old, she had the honor to take care of mom. She took care of him. She made sure mom had a medicine. She made sure mom had all of her meals and she was cleaned up. She comforted mom. She was there to pray with mom, to read the Bible to mom. She was there. She gave her all in all. 
but now mom is gone and she's all alone. As she look over to the right and she can see her sister with her husband holding her daughter. She saw her brother clinging to his wife, grieving with tears in his eyes as he was looking at the cross. But Kay says, no one saw me. I'm sitting here all alone. Who's going to come and comfort me? Who's going to be here with me? There was a strange noise at the door. The door at the back of the church opened up and Kay heard these, these footsteps. Uh, the person was kind of like walking real fast. This person sat beside her. And as she turned, she looked, she said, who is this guy? I don't know this guy. I never met, he never came to mom's house or, who is he? So the service went on. People was getting up, giving their eulogy to Kay's mother. The gentleman says, that's wrong. So Kay looked at him like, look, I'm in my grief here. You are in my pity party. Then he whispered to her and says, why are they calling her Mary? Mary's not her name. Her name is Margaret. Kay looked at him and said, now, even though you're smelling good and looking all fine, and you, uh-uh, that lady is my mother. And her name is Mary Peters, not Margaret. With tears in his eyes, and he kind of wondered, and he said, isn't this the Lutheran church? You know Kay now, she's, no, this is not the Lutheran church. The Lutheran church is across the street. So, people started to turn around because they was getting a little loud. Kay put her hands, her face in her hands, to start to chuckle. This young man did the same thing and more people. You know what? Does God have a sense of humor? <laughs> what we have to realize in life, before we can call on God, God already got it in control. Instead of us trying to write the story, let God write the story. Let him finish it for us. God is always there. I know for a fact God got this in control. Now, for the ones that heard this story the last time I preached, please forgive me, but there's somebody here that might need this. 
When Denise and I moved here to Florida, we didn't know nobody but one pastor, Sherwood Callwood. He called me the day that I accepted a position at FAMU and asked me, do you have a place to live? Do you have transportation? And the answer was no. He said, I got it worked out for you. My wife and I has sat down and discussed. You can stay here for a short time. And you know what? He made sure he emphasized a short time. Okay? He said, and I also, I got you a ride to work and from work. But the one, there's a couple of things that you have to do. Do not give this person gas money because you're going to offend him. Make sure you be on time. Okay? And maybe some of y'all might know this gentleman. His name is uh, Dr. Um, oh gosh. Dr. Davis. Some of y'all might know him. He was sometimes he used to work at FAM, one of the special projects there. And I got a blessing every day because I was around someone that knew the Lord. And that was very important to me because I just got into the Adventist phase. So I needed that big brother type of thing. And God worked it out for Denise and I. We ended up finding out that Denise had a cousin that lived here. I take that back. Find out that Denise's cousin was going to be Maranatha's pastor that we never knew. There was a, um, another family, and we met and we talked and we fell in love with Nancy and Tom Brown. And come to find out, Nancy and Tom Brown's daughter-in-law is my wife's first cousin. So what I'm trying to get to, God know how to write stories. God know how to look beyond our faults and supply what we need. We need family. We need friends. We need church family in our lives more and more. And that's what God, God does. He makes sure. And when we what we have to do is be still and let God do the, do the work. Let him write the story. Don't take the pen out of his hand. And so, God is a God that he knows he's in control. This is what we need to do. We need to trust and wait on his answers. We need to look and trust God. Look forward and trust him. Don't say this is impossible. All things are possible with God. Don't say I don't have enough faith. Did you get up this morning? Did you praise God this morning? God gives you that measure of faith. You just got to reach out for it. And you know, I'm not able to do certain things. You know, 
All my, when I was a little kid, my grandmother used to have me up in church singing. I thought I could sing until I became an adult. And I found out that I need to have a bucket and put my tune in. But God gave me other talents, so I just hummed. I love that piano recital for the special music. How many people? Let's get a brother, let's get a brother a great amen on that one. I loved it. I loved it. I, I am a music nut. I love piano music. I, uh, I love good, wholesome gospel music. God is good. Another thing that we have to do is we cannot be afraid because God's going to supply us with faith if just open up to him. We have to come to God in prayer. Um, God said, let us therefore come boldly to the, to the throne of grace that we may attain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Psalms uh, 55 and 17 say, as for me, I will call on God and the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning and noon, I will pray and I'll cry loud and he shall hear my voice. God will hear our voice. Sometimes God would, our thoughts, um, I spent 13 years in the United States Army and I was blessed next to my last assignment to get assigned to Egypt. So one weekend my assignment was to go to Mount Sinai and clean up Mount Sinai because tourists would come and they would have their soda cans and candy wrappers and you just throw them everywhere. So we had to go and clean up. I was disobedient. I loved to eat. And I packed some cans of corned beef and crackers. They told us to pack light, so it was 10 pounds over. Who? Who would I know? So here I go, and I looked at it, and I said, man, I read about Mount Sinai, and I'm going to clean it up, and I'm going to do this. And as we was going up the mountain, the route that the guide took us, it was smooth and was on an angle. And we have to go two miles. And here I go with this backpack. And my thought was, Lord, I was disobedient. And I didn't know that two miles was this long. Before I could say, Lord, help me. Something touched me on my shoulder and scared me to death. And I looked, and this was one of the natives that lived on Mount Sinai. And I couldn't understand what he was saying. I thought he was going to steal my backpack. I was going to hit him. You know, and he said, no, 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 no. And he took my backpack off, put it on his donkey, and I was able to go up Mount Sinai. And I'm saying, God. Then I thought about it. Before you can uh, answer, I got it worked out. See, that's how God is. He worked things out before us. 
there was, um, and, and we all know Whitney Phipps, right? Whitney Phipps? Oh, good. About six months ago, I, it, it was the Sabbath, and I was listening to one of his uh, songs. He sung, It Is Well With My Soul. And he was telling how God opened up a door for him. He was on a, he was on a plane, and, he, and the, the stewardess was, did not have a good day. And he spoke to her. He said, you know what? I got something for you. He went back to his bag, got his first cassette, and gave it to her. And she told him, she said, uh, Mr. Phipps, I'm just having a bad day, but thank you in a way. I really appreciate this. A couple of weeks after that, um, she met Cliff Barrows. I'm hoping I'm saying his name right. Cliff Barrows is part of the Billy Graham crusade. And she says, Mr. Barrows, it's an honor to have you on my flight. But I want to ask you a question. Have you ever heard of a gentleman named Whitley Phipps? And he said, no, I never. She said, hold on for a second. She went and got that same cassette, gave it to him, and said, listen to it. Three weeks later, Chris Barrow called Whitney Phipps. And, and, and you, if you ever know Whitney Phipps, he liked to joke and smile. He says, hook up from God. You know. But what really got me was a little saying that he said, he said, God told me to speak this because somebody might need this. And he says, it is in the quiet crucifer of your personal private suffering that your noble dreams are born and God's greatest gifts are given in conversation for your being thoughts. I thought about K. I thought how K did all she could do for her mother. How she never complained. Did God have something for K? Let me tell you what God did. After they, the young man and his name is Rick, and Kay kind of crashed the funeral after he realized he was at the wrong funeral and they just checked it a little bit. When the service was over with, they went outside. Rick introduced himself and invited Kay out for a cup of coffee. So Kay went out. She's, she accepted it. I mean, what she got to do? She accepted it. One year from that day, Kay Rick was married in that same little, little town. When Kay wrote the story, her and Rick has been married 23 years. Don't tell me God don't have a game plan together. A hookup. A hookup from heaven. Because 
God knows us. He knows his children. He knows what his children's needs are. The only thing we need to do is let God drive. Let him finish the story. Because God is a good story finisher. Can I get an amen on that one? All right, now. I want to close with another little story. Um, this story is about a little blind boy that he was standing, he was sitting on a stoop. He had a little sign that says, I am blind, need help. A man walked up and he looked in his little hat and it was only a few coins. A very, very, very few coins. So he put something in the coin, took the little sign, turned it over and wrote something and put it back. The boy could feel this. All of a sudden, he heard more and more little, more and more coins. The man came back that afternoon to see the progress. And they always say that when a person is blind, they pick up an extra sense. He knows footsteps. And he asked the man, sir, you was here this morning. What did you do to my sign? And he says, I just told the truth. I just told him today is a beautiful day and I can't see it. And it's just the thought of how people reacted to that. That's how God reacts to us. When we stop worrying about it and, and put it on his shoulder, he's going he's gonna to work it out. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll feel no evil. My God is with me. That's how we have to, that's how we have to look. We have to just let God drive the vehicle. We give him the praise, we give him the glory, and we give him the honor. Let us bow our heads. Father, we thank you, Lord. Lord, I hope I didn't ramble too much. I hope I said something that would help someone that is going through something today, Father. Because God, you got it worked out for him. So Lord, open doors, open windows, pour out blessings that we don't have room enough to receive because you are our Father. And we love you because you first loved us. In Jesus' name. Have a blessed Sabbath.